they're going to offer you incentives to invest in your business and to take out a mortgage to go invest in properties and invest in debt. The number one tax benefit you get is really through deductions on the front end. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, we're going to be talking about tax benefits. We're going to talk about building a real estate team. And then we're also going to ask the question, the pros and cons of having a real estate license. Do I need a real estate license to get into real estate? I'm in this series with Matt Fuller, the host of Ice Cream with Investors. And we've been talking all about the pros and cons to different investments and opportunities as it relates to real estate. Now we're in frequently asked questions. And the first question, the question that I get a ton, is the tax benefits of X, Y, and Z. And now we're talking about real estate. And this is even tricky as I'm speaking because everything's a little different. But how would you answer the question, Matt, what tax benefits are in real estate? Yeah, so first and foremost, the way I think about the tax code in America is it's not incentivized to raise revenue for the government. It's meant to incentivize the private industry to go take on tasks that the government deems important but doesn't want to do themselves. So for instance, Caleb, you're a small business owner. The government will throw some benefits at you to go hire employees, spend money on equipment, uh, invest in the business and things like that. Real estate is another one. The government doesn't want to house 330 million people, nor are they really capable to function to, to do something like that, nor, nor really should they. So they throw tax benefits to hope and incentivize real estate investors to go invest in real estate properties. So there's a number of different benefits that you get from a tax perspective. And I want to clarify that I'm not a CPA. The first thing is deductions. So you can deduct your interest on your mortgage. You can deduct costs like advertising or uh, property managers or things like that. Um, so they're going to offer you incentives to invest in your business and to take out a mortgage to go invest in properties and invest in debt. Uh, so the, the number one tax benefit you get is really through deductions on the front end. The second benefit is uh, depreciation. And depreciation basically means that everything, every piece of equipment has a useful life to it. It will break down over time and need repairs and need to be replaced and things like that. A home is no different. Mm -hmm. A roof needs to be repaired, an HVAC needs to be repaired, a windows need to be repaired and things like that. So the government says, hey, over the life of a residential single family home, things are going to wear out over 27 and a half years. So if you pay $100,000 for a, a home, you basically take that divided by 27 and a half years, that amount that you get, I think it's like 3,600 if my math is correct, can offset the income that you get from your rental. And then there's something called cost segregation and bonus depreciation that got passed in the, the Jobs Act that was happened in 2018. That basically says all of that can be accelerated to the front end of owning that property. Now you'll want to get with the CPA. Yona Weiss is out there from Madison Specs, who talks a lot about cost segregation and can really break this stuff down. I did a podcast with him on my show, Ice Cream with Investors. Um, but basically it says you're going to get that over the life of 27 and a half years. We're going to work out some strategies to move that forward, only incentivizing you further to depreciate your income and reducing your tax benefits. The last benefit that you get, so those are why you own the property, is a 1031 exchange. And a 1031 exchange basically says, if I bought a property for $100,000, it's now worth $300,000. I sell it for $300,000. I get $200,000 in a capital gain. I can roll that money into a like property, into another property, and not have to pay capital gains tax on that 
until the future. I forgot, and I'm going to mention this last one just because it came to my mind, and and I it's it's something new that I'm still learning a little bit about too. Opportunity zones. Mm. Opportunity zones are out there, and they're strategic for the government to say we want investors to invest in these different areas to revitalize the community and revitalize the businesses in that area. It's public knowledge where those are in your city and your state that you're invested in. But basically, that $200,000 of capital gain that I just talked about, you can roll it into one of these opportunity zones and not pay tax on that money ever if you hold that asset for the next 10 years. And then if you don't hold it for seven years or five years, then there's a percentage amount and things like that. But basically, you can take that $200,000, put it in an opportunity zone, not have to pay tax on it ever if you hold it for 10 years. Wow. There's a lot in there. That, that, that should be its own episode. But we're going to go on to the next question, which is, Matt, I, I feel like people are telling me I need a real estate team. What does a real estate team consist of and what what boxes should I check before I jump in? Yeah, this is a hard lesson to learn for a lot of folks out there. But if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with the team. Real estate is no different, yeah. especially as you scale into these bigger properties. You need people with specialized skills that focus on one thing to help you truly understand how to navigate that one thing. If you're investing in single family real estate, you still need people on your team. So the people I think that you need on your team are property managers, a lender, somebody that's a handyman or has some kind of construction background, somebody with a CPA, and ultimately somebody that's like a deal finder in one way or another. Now you can play one role on that team, but LeBron James can't play all five positions. Kobe Bryant can't play all five positions. So what I would encourage you to do is be really good at one of those. Go to your local RIAs and find out who's good on those other segments that maybe you don't have that skill set or you don't care to, to learn that skill set. It's not what feel, fuels your passion. And uh, start building out a team and you will go really far in this industry because real estate is a team sport as you scale. Do I need a real estate license to get, get involved? I think majority of people would say they know that you don't need a real estate license to do real estate, but some people believe that, that you have an advantage if you do have it. So I would say, no, you absolutely don't. I don't have a real estate license. I don't plan on getting my real estate license. There's a couple things that the real estate license would give you. One is extra data. So if I'm trying to pull uh, listings from the MLS that ultimately get posted to Zillow or Realtor or something mm -hmm. like that, there's a lag behind that. Yeah, I don't post it on the MLS and it show up tomorrow in most situations. So having a realtor's license within two seconds of that thing being posted, you could get a notification that that property's uh, for sale. Um, another thing on the data side is the MLS has additional data on, in, in it. The listing has additional data in it that Realtor and Zillow don't have. So that's an additional benefit. But ultimately, one thing that nobody really talks about when they're talking about real estate licenses is what's the best and high, highest use of your time? Good question. If you think that getting a real estate license is an additional way to earn income, then I would encourage you to think about your Saturdays and Sundays because that is mostly when real realtors are out there showing properties because that's when people with Monday through Friday jobs, nine to fives and things like that are busy. So Saturdays and Sundays are when, are when they can go look at property. So if every Saturday and Sunday is spent up tied up with buyers and sellers that may or may not buy a property, may or may not sell their property and things like that, could your time be used to go make bigger connections, find different people on your team, uh, make bigger connections with Caleb and his team, and just <laughs> things like that? Um, and then the last part I would talk about is no one ever talks about the cost of having a real estate license as well. So everybody knows you have to take an exam, which costs money. 
You also have to study for the exam, which costs money. And then you have to hang your license on a broker. So you can't just have a real estate license and go practice real estate. You have to work for a broker in your early years until you become a broker. And that usually costs money. And then every transaction that you do, you're not getting the, the 6% uh, commission. You're not splitting that and getting 3%. You're giving some of that to the broker. So you're paying them to hold the license and then you're paying them to sell properties that you go out and hustle for. So if you're doing a ton of real estate transactions, meaning you're fixing, flipping and things like that, eh, maybe it makes sense. But if you are the casual real estate road warrior on weekends and you own a few properties and only plan on doing a few deals a year, I would actually say it's not beneficial. And in fact, it's probably not the highest use and best use of your time. Tax benefits, should you get your real estate license and what makes a perfect team? That was probably one of the best frequently asked questions yet. Uh, if you enjoyed those answers, go back and watch all the other videos and listen to all the other podcasts that I have with Matt Four, And he also check out his podcast, Ice Cream with Investors, which you go deep in these subjects of real estate. And I know firsthand some of the people that you've had on, phenomenal. Uh, so with that, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, tune back for another episode coming coming to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.